0: everybody. This is Chris and Kathy. We wanted to take a minute to thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate every listener and are grateful for this platform. Please help us share our vision by subscribing to our show through your favorite streaming app. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Petability Podcast. Check out our ever-growing list of affiliates and sponsors. Simply go to the show notes for information and links. And be sure to use our promo code PETPOD22, that's
1: P-E-T-P-O-D-2-2, on checkout to receive your discount from our affiliates. And now, here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Malone Landa, CEO of MedcoVet, and I'm a proud sponsor of Petability. We decided to partner with Chris and Kathy because, like them, we want to empower all pet owners who are trying to do the most for their pets. At MetcoVet, we specialize in advanced home laser therapy for pets. Laser therapy is a safe and effective treatment for common conditions like arthritis and wounds, and it relieves pain for most conditions caused by inflammation. With MetcoVet, pet owners can perform this treatment at home while receiving support from experienced clinicians. If you think your pet would benefit from healing at home, visit MetcoVet.com, and one of our clinical experts will work with you to determine if home laser therapy is the right fit For you and your pet. Tell them PetAbility sent you. Welcome to PetAbility. I'm your host, Kathy Simons.
0: And I'm your host, Chris Cranston. Our podcast provides interviews and information to help your pets live their best lives.
1: We are back, Chris, with our friend Doreen Reynolds-Consolati, and this is a part two of The Rabbits and Their Care.
0: Indeed. You know, Kathy, I had no idea when we asked Doreen to be on our show that there was going to be so much to learn about rabbits. I mean, admittedly, I knew nothing or very, very little, and, you know, we were just kind of touching the tip of the iceberg, it seemed, and there were so many other topics that we wanted to discuss that we decided to make this into a two-part show. So, you know, I'd like to welcome back our audience. If you haven't caught part one, please check it out. And we are going to be continuing here today with part two. Continuing to go down that rabbit hole with Doreen Reynolds Consolati,
1: so Doreen, are there other health or
2: medical issues we should be concerned about with our with our rabbits? Yes, uh, one of the biggest things we see, and this is not necessarily a disease but can be a symptom, is what 's known as g i stasis that 's gastrointestinal stasis, where the rabbit 's digestive system either slows down very dramatically or can stop altogether. And this can be lethal to a rabbit. Uh, There are a number of reasons that it happens. One of the things we do caution people is that if your rabbit is not eating, that's not good. Rabbits are generally grazers, nibblers. They eat all day long because their system needs to process food all day long and if they stop eating a short time is not a big deal but if you're looking at going on 6 8 12 hours that's wow. uh, that, yeah. yeah you have to get to the vet i thought you were going to say like 24 hours no 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 wow. yeah yeah and this brings up uh, one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is being prey animals Rabbits will hide illness or injury until sometimes it is too late to do anything about it. They will carry on as if they are perfectly fine until all of a sudden they're not. And sometimes that stopping eating is like you're already in danger Mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily realize it because it's been something that's been going on for some time and they have successfully managed to hide it from you. And even the most experienced rabbit person can be caught off guard because some of them I have had um, my last rabbit. She was an expert. Uh, You could look at her. She would be doing all the things she normally does just stretched out, no problem, appearing to be happy as can be, and then all of a sudden stopped eating, and I'm finding, you know, it's like, oh, my God, this has been going on for how long? and had to bring her to the vet and all this stuff going on. And it's like, and it's very tough for um, someone who is just getting into owning rabbits to recognize the signs. So a lot of times we'll tell them, just keep an eye on what, you know, are they eating? Are they drinking water? We call it the big four eating, drinking, peeing and pooping. They're not doing any one of those. Get them to the vet. Uh, Rabbit owners will see the vet probably a little more often than dogs or cats for minor things because of that GI stasis. I
1: think the other thing I do um, when rabbits are in the hospital, one, of course, is we keep them away from, you know, any other dogs or cats or weird smells or anything. But I'll count their um, their droppings too to see how many they had. And then I want to make sure that at nighttime that they're eating the the droppings that they have, that it's not stuck to them and that they're eating them, that they're getting the cecatrophs from those nighttime droppings. You know, maybe you could
2: touch on that just a little bit. Cecotropes are, a lot of people will talk to them as, talk about it as if it's poop. It's not exactly poop. It is, what happens is when a rabbit eats and the food goes through their system, it first comes out as what looks like a tiny little cluster, a cluster of brown grapes. And you may never see them. They're called cecotropes, And your rabbit consumes them as they come out and that is like a vitamin for them it can it's a high, it's full of nu- nutrients that they need but they don't necessarily get the first time through they have to eat them and consume them again um people who are familiar with livestock um might understand it like a cow's cud and then the second time they come out the p- actual poop are these hard little round balls if you see something that looks like a little cluster of brown grapes, it's wet and stinky, um that's your rabbit's cecotropes, but normally if they're eating them the way they should, you shouldn't see them at all. I guess how much is a normal amount that a that a
0: rabbit poops a day because it seems like there's a lot like are they continually again novice right are they continually pooping throughout the day or do they go and then go hours without and then they go again and go hours
2: you know in between like a, a dog a cat or a human would they put out a lot of poop and poop for them stuff is and i always have to tell people this, the ones who get very focused on having a clean house because I'm like, well, the problem is rabbits don't see poop the way people do. For rabbits, poop can be a territory marker. Uh-huh. You will often find a lot of poop, if not in their litter box. You know, the, when it comes to pee, they will if they're litter box trained, they will pee in their litter box unless something's you know, um, there may be an illness or something something or the box isn't big enough for them there's a couple reasons they might pee in the box usually every time they pee in the box but poop you will find poop around the litter box you will sometimes find it in the areas where the rabbit likes to hang out and that's because they're using that poop to mark that spot does it make a difference if they're male or female in terms of territory and marking nope and this is neutered spayed unneutered They all do it, although intact rabbits that have not been spayed or neutered, um, will use pee as a marker. They will use poop as a marker, um, to basically let you know this is the spot I've claimed. That's why you see it around the litter box. And sometimes instead of it's never, they'll, you'll also see it in the litter box, but you see it around the litter box. And most people are going, well, how did you miss? And it's like, no, he's telling you this is my box. Like any, like just in case you might wanted to use it. This is my litter box. (laughs) Nobody else can use it. And you will find it. um, Sometimes they get very excited and they go, you know, running around like crazy and kicking up their heels. Um, If you hear a rabbit on referring to a binky, but I use bunny dance, which is kind of the same thing. They, they, Run all of a sudden, they run around in circles and jump up and like kick their heels out to the side or they twist their body in the air. And they're just so happy to be around. (laughs) <laughs> but sometimes while they're doing that, they're spraying a little poop at the same time. <laughs> right. it's very they efficient. So happy, they're so happy they got a poop. <laughs> and so I tell people, you're never going to see all the poop in the litter box. But the good thing is, this is not like dog or cat poop. This is dry. You just sweep it up, vacuum it up. Um, I tell people sometimes, um, if you put those poops in the litter box, it may... Let them know that you're aware that, yes, that is their spot, but the litter box is where they belong, and mm-hmm. you might see the reduction in the outside poops, but not always. Mm-hmm. You know, Like I said, they don't see it the way we do. Yeah. Um, one of my previous rabbits, um, I have a litter box next to our front door, and he decided he needed to mark the entire mat in front of the door every time he was out and about. He had to, That uh, at night, I'd put him back in his pen, and the first thing I'd have to do is go over and clean up all the poop he had left to let everybody know that that was his spot. That's his mat? Yep. <laughs> it's his And I said, of course, he picked the, you know, the map by the front door. It's not right. like you, you could just kind of, you know, hope nobody sees it. Yeah, no, you've well, got to make again, sure one steps in it. I think
0: it's very s- smart. If he's he's trying to tell people, you're going to tell them as soon as they walk in the door. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This this whole thing is mine. This is mine. Doreen, can you tell us, we've mentioned several times about if your rabbit is trained to use the litter box. And again, on your website, I saw, you know, litter box trained, litter box trained. So how does that happen? How do you train a rabbit to to use a litter box?
2: It's not that hard, really. Um, They have... They instinctively pick certain areas. They're not inclined to just pee randomly because as prey animals, you're trying to avoid having a predator know where where exactly you're at. So they tend to keep things to one or two spots. We find the corners are a big appeal for litter box spaces because they, they give a rabbit a sense of feeling protected. There's a wall around Mm -hmm. most of the sides and they can watch as they're doing their business um, to see what's going on. So we tell, I tell people whatever room they're going to be in and it's like cats. If you've got, if they have access to more space than just one room, they'll need more than just one litter box.
0: Okay. But it's based on the space, huh?
2: Yeah. However, you, you, if you think about it um, they will, yeah, you know, they'll go, if you have one litter box, they'll go to the litter box. But if, say, you have a a large house, and they're on one side of the house and the litter box is on the other, they may not make it in time. So may, they may decide to make their own space. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is they'll naturally
0: use the litter box, and you just, as an owner, need to be strategic about where you place it and make sure that you have enough, uh, given the amount of, quote, territory that the rabbit has access to.
2: Yeah. Um, one of the things we we tell people is if they can smell pee in a spot they will do you now in their minds oh somebody's peed here that means it's okay to pee here i mean i'm sure you've seen that with dogs yes yeah, um yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i and, tell and, people if they're having trouble introducing a rabbit to the litter box is to take get some of that pee in a paper towel put it in the box and put The rabbit in the box and they can smell that pee there and understand oh okay another thing that is helpful is you put some hay in the box Um, a rabbit litter box should not you it's not like a cat litter box you don't use cat litter Um, what we recommend are the, um, wood stove pellets that you get for a pellet stove. Yeah. You can get them at any hardware store, fairly cheap. A lot of times a 40 pound bag costs about seven bucks. You put a layer of that in the box and cover that with hay and they'll come in. They they like to, they're multitaskers. They actually do like to eat where they poop. So they will munch on the hay and do their business. Again, and that's very efficient. Encouragement. Yeah, they're very efficient because they're basically trying to keep their space. You know, any space where a predator can smell them as limited as possible. But yeah, it's a it's works. You know, it it works very well. But it's not really that hard to train them to use the litter box. And once they realize where the litter box is, and they've decided, okay, that's fine. Um, like I said, the only reasons that they would normally not pee in the box are either there's illness, for example, a kidney problem or a bladder problem, and they've lost bladder control. Or they've, like a cat will do sometimes, they've associated the litter box with pain when they pee, and they tend to avoid the box. Hmm. The other reason is the box may be too small for them. And what's happening is their back end is sticking out, when it should be in the box and they're peeing just outside it. So you may need to go up a size. Um, I usually use um, a cat litter box. You know, it's bigger. Some of the ones that you see marketed as being for rabbits are these little tiny things that huh. a baby might fit in. Average sized rabbit is not going to have a lot of room to move around. So I tell them use, it, use a cat litter box. Um, I've actually used for a bigger rabbit, um, something that looked like a humongous bucket it was a it was a a litter box made for very I guess very large cats and it it was you know it worked very well great Uh, some people um actually I'm using this right now you can also use um rubber made or similar plastic uh, bins as long as they're not too high what
0: would you say the average height Uh, should be i mean i know rabbits are different sizes but no
2: higher than like six inches on the side or um i'd say depends on the size of your rabbit and sometimes the age of your rabbit senior rabbits we start looking at lower sides um even trays for one of my rabbits uh, when he was of senior age which is seven years old and up although they can sometimes show signs of senior status as early as six i took a lid off of a Plastic bin, turned it upside down, put some pellets, put some stove pellets on it. And that's what he used because he couldn't hop up into the box anymore.
0: So reading between the lines, you know, it sounds like you're describing some geriatric changes, which may be arthritis yes. and I and, and, you know, again, I think it's interesting because Kathy and I as rehabbers, we want to emphasize that, that really all animals have the ability
2: to to get arthritis. Rabbits are resilient yet fragile is the best way I can put it. There's a lot of things that they can get through. But at the same time, their bones are fragile. They can actually break their own backs thrashing around if it's if it happens, you know, if they do it hard enough, if they're freaking out that strongly, they can do it. So a lot of times we have to tell people, make sure that you've got them well supported. So if they're they may be wiggling around or kicking, but they are not so loose that they can literally, like I said, throw their own back out. Because they can kick so
0: hard, right? They can kick so hard that they can break their own back. Yeah. Yeah. I want to emphasize that.
2: It's, it's not even just kicking. Um, when they thrash around, you know, they're trying to get loose and they're moving just about every part of their body. Mm. You do have that lower back is if you're not, if you don't have it, I tell people hold them against, if you're trying to do something on their underside, hold them against your stomach. So their back is supported or wrap them up. We call it the bunny burrito where you wrap them in a towel or blanket so they can't thrash around and do themselves harm. And that way you can do things like clip their nails or check body parts or whatever, um, because it is a possibility. Um, it's also another thing that why reason why we tell people to be careful with kids, because kids will grab a bunny by the paw to pick it up <laughs> and they can break a paw um their bones are light you know it's part of their system is their bones are very light um back to the arthritis um you find it a lot in rabbits that don't get the chance to run around that are more or less kept to a cage or to limited space um an overweight rabbit can be prone to arthritis so it's another reason we tell people be careful with their diet you don't want to put a lot of extra weight on them but at the same time you want to make sure they're fed you, know, you don't want them underweight either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that that come into account. We tell people um especially because of the whole thing with GI stasis with uh other rabbit things and the fact they can hide illness or injury, a good idea is to do what we call a well bunny checkup. Once a year, twice a year once they're in the senior territory, um take them to the vet. Um, make sure they're healthy. Uh, Have their teeth checked, have their make sure their fur is in good condition. And that helps too is when your rabbit is sick, your vet knows what they're like when they're healthy. So they can make a comparison, they can see what's off.
0: So, can most veterinarians treat rabbits or
2: do people need to find a specialist? People, an exotics vet is best. Um, Unfortunately, uh, most dog and cat vets have limited. Um, knowledge of rabbits or other non dog or cat species. I'm particularly lucky, um, in my area. Um, I live in the Berkshires and there's not a lot of exotic vets, but the vet I have is a very good general vet. She has, um, she's experienced enough with rabbits that she can do stuff and she also knows who to contact if it's out of her, um, experience. Mm-hmm. So she's she's a very good general vet, but it's best to take a, um your rabbit to a rabbit knowledgeable vet because there's a lot of things about rabbits that you really do need to know something about them right. to know what's going right. on.
1: Especially if you're going to put them under anesthesia or intubate them, things like that. Oh yeah, difficult. So
0: Doreen, do most domestic rabbits, household uh rabbits, live with other rabbits, or do they prefer to? be the only rabbit. Um, Can you talk a little bit bit about that? And and then I guess also, you know, about other animals in the house, like dogs and cats. And,
2: you know, is that a good idea or? A lot depends on with other animals. Let me touch on the rabbits first. Sure. Rabbits are very social animals. They like to be involved in what's going on in the home. The prevailing thought is that most rabbits are happiest when they have another rabbit to hang out with and do stuff with. And for a good part of it, that is true. But there are some rabbits that do not want to be around other rabbits. Uh, They may be happy with other animals, or they may not want any other animals around either. They may want to be the sole rabbit in the household that's their home, their people, and that's that. And it varies. You don't necessarily know until you try bonding rabbits, because uh bonding is what happens when they pair off. Um a bonded pair does not get separated because it's like being married. <laughs> you no. Know, yeah. Um they are very devoted to each other, they will groom each other, they will play with each other, they will spend all their time together until one of them, you know, till death do us part. No. <laughs> do they get depressed? Um, they can get depressed when they lose their partner. Uh some of them will refuse to eat. They go through the grieving process just like humans do. Bonding is not necessarily a simple procedure. Sometimes it is. If you um we tell people uh what we do uh with the house rabbit connection when someone says, "Hey, I'm looking for a a companion for my rabbit." We bring them in for what we call a bunny date where we sit them down in a Neutral territory, because like I said, rabbits are territorial. You can't bring another rabbit into your home and set it down with your bunny and mm. expect it to go well, because your bunny's going to be like, who are you and what are you doing in my house? So we do any bonding. We tell people you do it on neutral territory. Neither rabbit has claimed it. Mm-hmm. So there's not going to be any fights over territory. It's down to personalities. Uh, It's kind of like introducing two people. Sometimes they'll get along, sometimes maybe not right away, sometimes not at all. But a lot of it is personality. Um, And we tell people, let your rabbit do the choosing. Uh You may find that what your rabbit thinks is a great companion is not what you thought he would think was a great companion. Uh, I tell the story of a friend of mine from England. She had a little rabbit called Buttons. He was a Netherland dwarf. He was real cute. He lost his partner. Mm -hmm. So she took him to a place, um, a rescue near where she lived, where they basically did a bunny camp and let the bunnies kind of pair off naturally. So he, he was there, I forget how long, and when she came to get him, he had picked out a beautiful lion head bunny she was adorable but she was three times his size (laughs) next to him but he loved her to death and he and she was just like who am i to argue you know uh, that was that and you will be surprised rabbits rabbits don't necessarily go to other rabbits of the same breed Not necessarily the same age. It's like, it's like with people, you don't know who you're going to fall in love with. You don't know who's going to be your best friend. And could they be, uh, yeah, you said best friend, like same sex or different sex. Is there any preference? um, The best matches are usually, um, I, I don't mean best as in that's the only one you should try for first. But the ones that seem to work well are the male and female. And we always say, have them spayed and neutered first. Because trying to change yeah, you uh, the hormones, hormones cause the most trouble out of any relationship. And trying to put an intact rabbit with a non-intact rabbit, you're going to get the non-intact rabbits not going to. They don't know they're spayed and neutered, and they're going to respond to those hormones in the other rabbit system just as if they weren't. Which means you get the humping, the spraying, the aggression, all that stuff you don't want. So make sure they're both spayed and neutered before you try any introductions. Good point. Because I was thinking, of course, you don't want little, you know, unwanted baby
0: rabbits. But like you said, if only one is spayed or neutered, that could. It's still it,
2: not it's, good. It can still be not good. Um, sometimes it gives a false sense of bonding, um, and it's just it just makes things generally easier overall. You get a you, you're really down to there's no hormones influencing anything. Um, there it's all down to the rabbits' personalities, and it works out it works out a lot better. It doesn't always work the way you want it to. Um, we, we do get people who contact us a lot. You know, I've been trying to bond my two rabbits and it's not working and we try to help as best as possible, but sometimes it's down to, they, they just aren't meant to get along. You can't just, it's like bringing someone into your house, going over to. Somebody else is saying, here, this is your best, going to be your best friend for the rest yeah. of your life. This is your new Talk roommate. You're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't always work well. So we we tell people, you know, um, it's great when you can go to a rescue. A lot of rescues will do the bunny date thing. They, they generally get an idea of potential compatibility before you bring the rabbit to your house. Great. And it's possible if you can adopt a bonded pair in the first place that's even better. You don't have to deal with bonding. They're already bonded. You know, they're, they're together. The rescue um, that I'm involved with has two bonded
0: pairs right now that we're trying to place. So I, I didn't necessarily know what that meant, you know, or how, like you said, how close that relationship is. So that's, that's quite interesting. Yeah. So, it's,
2: so. yeah, it's great to watch the, to a bonded pair together because they're just too cute. They snuggle together. <laughs> they groom each other. It's just, it's just too precious for words, but not every rabbit's meant to have um a bond mate. And for some, it may be harder to find a bond mate than others. So it's really, it's, it's really one of those things you have to think about before you jump into it. Um, we tell, I tell people bonding requires time, patience and commitment. You can't just do bonding sessions once in a blue moon when you feel like it. You have to do it regularly, start small, um, gradually increase time together with, with good behavior. Try to keep things, end things, I, I tell people, try to end things on a positive note. Um, we put them, the two rabbits side by side, you know, right up next to each other and pet them both at the same time. And that kind of gives a good um positive feeling, gets them used to the idea of being next to each other, where it's like, oh, okay, uh, this isn't so bad. I like this. And it it, it ends things on a good note rather than um something that they might interpret as being stressful. And you do have to pay attention to how the rabbits are um, acting when you're doing the bonding sessions. You know, if one of them is getting so stressed that it's, you know, it's clearly could be, it could affect their health. Yeah. You want to, you want to rethink it, Mm. but we're always happy to offer advice, um, tips on bonding. Unfortunately, um, there's not a lot of places. I don't know of any in Massachusetts where you can take your rabbit and have them bond the rabbit, you know, like you can mm. bring your two rabbits and have them do the bonding for you. Mm. Um, pretty much you're, you know, you're, you're doing it on your own and, and we can give you advice. We can give you tips, but it's not something we can do ourselves these days. Yeah. And, and there's I, so
1: many great resources um, on, on uh house rabbit connection and the house rabbit society. Uh, yes, everything yes. is right there. Very easy to find lots of great advice there. Doreen, can we talk a
2: little bit about Easter? Easter is, of all times, it's the worst time and the best time for the bunny lover. It's the best time in that all the rabbit merchandise is out. So if you're a collector of bunny items, you're in your glory. Unfortunately, when it comes to actual rabbits, it's not a good time because it's been a long-held tradition somehow that giving a bunny to a small child is a perfect Easter gift. I cannot stress enough. That is not, not at all a good idea Mm -hmm. because for the reason, many of the reasons I've specified rabbits and children are not necessarily a good mix. If you as the parent do not aren't enthusiastic about having a rabbit as a pet, don't get one for your kids because your kids aren't necessarily going to want to be to stay interested. Their interest changes as they get older. A kid who's begging you every day for a bunny could decide a month later after you've gotten the bunny that they don't want the bunny anymore. They're bored with it. Yeah. And there you are. Yeah. And that is usually what happens at Easter. You get all the people who decide they want to get a gift, get a bunny for their rabbit. And this doesn't necessarily happen just at Easter. We get it at Christmas, and we also get it at birthday times. So year-round, we see it, but not as often as at Easter and at Christmas. Hmm. People decide they want to get a pet for their child, and at Easter, it's usually a bunny. And they don't really think it through. Yeah.
0: And I think earlier you said, you know, that it's a
2: 10-year commitment. So that's the average lifespan of of a rabbit. Yes. Um, Rabbits can live well over 10 years. Um, The average, I believe, is around 7 to 10. Got it. So... The oldest rabbit to, that I know of um, on record is 18 or 19 years. Wow. Wow. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, much like a cat. Aggressive. The bigger breeds don't have as long a lifespan. Um, mm. The smaller breeds can be, like the Netherland Dwarves, can be the ones that last far longer than you expect them to. Yeah, it's very similar to the dog world where the smaller ones tend to be you know, live a little longer than the bigger ones for whatever reasons. Yeah, and we find usually it's, it's for us, it's problematic before Easter where everyone wants to adopt. And then after Easter, when the people who have gone out and gotten a rabbit, maybe from a breeder, maybe from a pet store, especially if they've gotten a baby bunny and the baby is now getting older and it's not such a cute baby anymore, Um, because rabbits do have their phases, uh, they go through, uh, something similar to the terrible twos Mm. of, uh, um, childhood, especially if they have not been spayed or neutered, when the hormones start to kick in, you will see a big difference and they become a little more, this is where you get the people who say, oh, well, My rabbits, it's a bad rabbit. It's attacking me. Grouchy. It's fighting Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, a lot of times it's, one, they don't, you know, they they don't trust their humans. And the only response they have is to defend themselves either by scratching or... I have rarely ever seen a rabbit actually bite. I know they can. And it's usually a last resort. What you see with rabbits is more of a nip. Rabbits communicate to other rabbits that way. It's like a pin. If you're, say you're sitting on the ground and your rabbit hops behind you, next thing you know, there's a nip on your butt. Uh-huh. That's your rabbit telling you to move out of its way. <laughs> not doing it to be mean, not doing it to, you know, he's just letting you know, it, you're, in, you're in my way, move. They will do this to other rabbits. If um, you'll see, they will nip other rabbits. It's like, stop that. I don't like what you're doing. You know, so you'll get a nip if you're trying to clip their nails, maybe. They very, they don't, you know, usually biting is something like like a last def- last means of defense if you're getting an actual bite. Um, most of the time it's, you know, they, they'll warn you, they'll box at you, they might growl at you. Thumping is not so much along those categories. Rabbits will thump as a warning. If they decide... Um, they think something's going on. They hear something they don't like. It's something out of the ordinary. They will thump to warn everybody that something's something's out there that's, that might be scary, be on alert. Thumping for a domestic rabbit, though, is not always the I'm warning you about something is as much as I don't like what you're doing. I've had rabbits thump because you moved their water dish in the wrong direction. Um, you clean their you clean their space on them. they didn't like the fact that you clean their litter box, so they thump at you. sometimes you will never know why they thump. Uh, my current rabbit is a big thumper. We dread having the power go out now, which normally isn't a problem, but because the light source changes when the power goes out, you know there's not the usual lights in yep. the usual places. Oh, he thumps up a storm. He does not like it. He doesn't know what it is. He hasn't figured it out. We've had, we've had him for three years and we've not lost power a lot of times, but every time it happens, he goes nuts. He is, he is very much a pampered prince having his, you know, hissy fits, but he, a lot of it is sometimes they just hear stuff we don't. And if they don't like it, um they let you know and sometimes you kind of have to sit there and figure it out and sometimes you can't. The so rabbits do make noises. They have like a what they call a tooth purr. It's this little chattering noise they make with their teeth when um they're particularly happy about something. Um they can grunt or growl. Um uh, mine clucks. <laughs> Like a chicken? <laughs> honks, like a chicken. He has a noise when he's particularly happy about he's either, he knows he's getting a treat or maybe I've given him something that he particularly likes and he makes these fantastic clucking noises. That is so Like kidding. a chicken. Um, he will also honk at me like a goose. <sighs> wow. I didn't and know they made a, It sounds just like a goose honk and it's his form of communication. Not all of them do it. You hear honking louder, usually in um, intact rabbits. For some reason, once they're spayed or neutered, the honking gets quieter, but some don't lose it that way. You, ha- um, They never really lose it. Um, if you have a rabbit that's particularly attached to you, you may find them circling your legs. And if you're really quiet, you can hear this little honk, 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 like a almost like a pig grunt, and that's their love love grunt. They love you. I'm just over here smiling.
0: That's
1: I am too. I'm like laughing and giggling. How cute that is! Oh. So, Doreen, if if every if somebody was thinking about a rabbit, getting a rabbit, and they were able to accommodate all the things that we talked about today—the housing and the litter training and diet and veterinary care and and their 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 enrichment. Where is the best
2: place to go for them to look to adopt a bunny? Is it the House Rabbit Society or a Breeder? Well, we don't recommend breeders and I'm sure there's some people who are going to be very upset about that. But it's okay. <laughs> it's the reason is because there's so many rabbits out there that need a home. There's rescues not just uh house rabbit connection does have rabbits available for adoption but there's a bunch of other rescues in massachusetts and other states some are affiliated with house rabbit society some are not but most of which are all pretty good you know rescues we do have a list if people want to contact us and say um you know if they're in massachusetts and they want to know yeah, you know, what rescues are available in Massachusetts. Uh, we also handle Connecticut. So we um, have a list of rab- uh, rabbit rescues in Connecticut. The House Rabbit Society, on their website, you have links to rabbit rescues in most states. And they're happy to, you know, if you don't live close to that one, if you contacted that particular rescue, I'm sure they could give you information about other rescues in their state. But... The whole idea is the motto of adopt, don't shop. Go to the rescues first. See mm-hmm. what bunnies need at home. I'm sure you've seen the same thing with uh, uh, dogs and cats. The idea that a, sh- a dog or uh, that an animal in rescue has some sort of behavioral issue is completely untrue. Usually, uh, an animal ends up in a rescue because their owner either didn't take the time to know what they needed or other circumstances um, beyond the animal's control and sometimes beyond the person's control and they couldn't keep them anymore. So it's not, there's not necessarily a a shelter, a shelter animal is not a bad animal. If anything, they need a little more love because you know, they, they, that's all they want. They want a forever home. What I've found recently is that a lot of, of rescues and
0: shelters that we think of as traditional dog and cat, like the one I'm associated with, has bunnies, too, because people are really looking for places to to place them, to, you know, to, to take them off their hands. And yeah. um, I st- stopped at our MSPCA in Boston the other day, and bunnies galore in the windows. I was happy that they were front and center and getting that, you know, attention um, as you walk by on the sidewalk. But it also made me very sad because I'm like, wow, you know, that that they ha- that there were all these bunnies there, you know, that that needed a home. And so I know a lot of times we think about, you know, going in and getting a dog or a cat, but the bunnies are at these places as well when you wouldn't even necessarily know that. So, yeah, the
2: shelter. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of advantages to getting a rabbit from a shelter or rescue, too. Mainly, um, in the case of uh, most rescues and shelters, we've already gotten those animals spayed and neutered. Nowadays, to get an animal spayed and neutered can be very expensive. So if you get uh, a rabbit from, say, a pet store, they're not going to be spayed or neutered necessarily. And so when the time comes, you need to get that you know, rabbit spayed or neutered. Um, you're looking easily at $300 or more. Yeah, right. Easily. Yeah. And may not and be able to get all... it in a timely fashion
0: because of everything being backed up due to COVID. I mean, exactly. So busy that they're putting these things off. So,
2: oh, yeah. Well, also, too, is there's not a lot of, um, I know for dogs and cats, there's a lot more um, low cost options these days. For rabbits, there are very few, really next to none. So you're looking at a huge out of pocket if you need, and and not getting them spayed and neutered is not an answer either. Um, unfortunately, eighty percent of unspayed female rabbits will develop cancer of the reproductive organs before they turn the age of five. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's it's you know, it, and so we tell people if you want, you know, I have your rabbit a good long time. Um, get them spayed and neutered. It takes that, um, takes that owl out of the equation and definitely benefits them because they're not dealing with the hormone with all the other hormone based unwanted stuff and it can prolong their life so bottom line is rescue your rabbit after you've done your research if you think it's going to be a
0: good fit look at their individual personalities don't be uh, smitten just by their good looks because there's all kinds of long hair short haired uh, you know floppy eared rabbits prick-eared rabbits all different color variations but find that uh, perfect match for you because they definitely need homes out there. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yes, there's there's so many there's so many rescues that have so many rabbits that, you know, need a good home and every as they say for every rabbit you adopt or dog or cat you are saving two lives. The rabbit you or the critter you adopted mm-hmm. and you freed up a space so another uh, another one can, uh, get themselves a good home. Yep. Get into rescue because That's you've really cleared
0: nice. that space. Great point.
2: Yep. Wow. Thanks Doreen. Um,
1: that was a lot of information. <laughs> Anytime you guys want me to come and talk about rabbits, I'm happy to. i remember that. Um, Doreen, I think there's one important thing that um, as we're closing, if you could um, just give people a little bit of advice about finding their orphaned bunnies, because this happens every year around this time, too, that we get calls about little orphaned bunnies or bunnies babies that they
2: found. What's your advice there? Uh, with wild rabbits, generally, they may not be orphaned. The biggest thing is mother rabbit comes out to feed her babies twice a day, dawn and dusk. And she leaves them alone the rest of the time because baby rabbits do not have a scent. Oh. So the predators may not find them. Mama has a scent. Mm-hmm. So she avoids being around the baby as much as possible so the predator can't track track them down. So she only feeds them twice a day. So what look may look like an abandoned nest is not necessarily abandoned. But if you've got, say, your cat brought in a baby Mm -hmm. and you can't put it back in the nest or you're pretty sure, you know, you're fairly certain um, the mother is not coming back, there's a quick way to test. If you find a nest, take some string or colored yarn and drape it across the top very loosely of the nest and check it again within the next 12 hours if the yarn or string has been moved, mama's been there. So they're not abandoned. That's but if the string is still exactly where you left it, then it's possible that she's not coming. If huh. all that happens and you're absolutely sure that these rabbits have been orphaned, you contact a wildlife rehabilitator because they are the ones, um, we handle domestic rabbits, but wildlife rehabilitators are the ones who are trained legally in Massachusetts. You cannot raise an orphan bunny, even if your intent is to re-release them into the wild, they, they are very difficult to um, bring successfully raise, yes. even if you're doing what you think you should be doing. Um, they, they, can, they, they don't last long. So your best bet is to get them to a rehabilitator, and the Massachusetts Wildlife Department has links on their website um, to where you can find a rehabilitator in your area. Or if you can even if um you contact the house house rabbit connection um we're often we're always happy to get you that information if you need it. I often will email links to people for that sort of thing for you know who to find in their area who can take care of it but yeah for for domestic rabbits, you contact us for wild rabbits contact the wildlife rehabilitator great and Doreen, where can people find you you can contact the house rabbit connection um you can go to our website which is hopline dot org. um you can email us at info info at org, or you can call us at 413-439-7472 and that goes to our voicemail system and one of our volunteers will be happy to get back in touch with you and talk to you, whether it's about adopting, uh, any questions about um, rabbit care, rabbit behavior. Um, even, like I said, if if you're looking for a wildlife rehabilitator and you can't find, you know, you, you're, you're not sure where to look, we, we'll answer stuff like that.
0: And I just want to mention, too, that uh, the House Rabbit Connection is part of the House Rabbit Society, which is an international nonprofit organization based out of California. But there are 37 chapters. So even though Doreen is from the Massachusetts, Connecticut area, because we have listeners throughout the United States and the world, we want you to know that you can always find the uh, house rabbit uh society nearest you and they will be just a great resource in terms of information um the go-to for everything rabbit so uh check it out um get your education and go adopt a bunny if it's the right match for you
2: um the house rabbit society website for those Outside of Massachusetts, Connecticut. That is very simple. It's rabbit.org. Ah, easy, easy. So, yeah. And from there, you can find your local, your local chapter. You can find all kinds of inform information on rabbit care. They have lots of great articles. Um, If you're a longtime bunny person, you can even um, become an educator. Mm. it's it's um if you're someone already you know years of experience and you want to share that with people the best way is to get involved with the local chapter of the house rabbit society you could also be an educator at large if there isn't one in your area but there is they if you contact them through their website they can tell you how to become an educator
1: fantastic thank you doreen that's great information
2: doreen thank you so much
0: Thank you, Doreen. It was nice to talk with you. Before we close our show today, I would like to once again thank our wonderful sponsors at Heads Up Pets Water Collars and A Dog's Best Life Box. Yes,
1: and remember, when you're going to place your order on either website, you're going to want to use the promo code PETPOD22. That's P-E-T-P-O-D 22 for your discount on ordering. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube
0: at Petability Podcast. For more information about Kathy's books and living with blind dogs, please go to EnableYourPet.com. Thank you, and please tune in next time.